how do you price an ad on your channel? That's probably the most common question we get from other creators. And it was the biggest question we had when we first started on YouTube. So we're hosting a live workshop on how to price yourself. This is everything that we've learned in the past 13 years of being on YouTube and our simple three-step process that'll help you develop concrete pricing. So if you wanna join us for this live session, just go to colinandsamir.com slash live. Enter your email and you'll get all the information about our live event on May 9th. All right, hope you enjoy this episode of The Colin and Samir Show. Today on The Colin and Samir Show, we're sitting down with Rhett and Link. Now, we've spoken with Rhett and Link before, but we've never really had the opportunity to sit down for two hours uninterrupted and just ask them every question that we have. And we did have a lot of questions. Now, we actually did this at their studio, and we also got to tour around the studio, which is another video that's going to be coming out on our YouTube channel. So if you don't subscribe... You should definitely go subscribe there. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Rhett and Link, they're most commonly known for their show, Good Mythical Morning. It's also the name of the channel. They put out three episodes a week, and the show has been running for the last 10 years. Now, on the date that we are releasing this episode, they have done 2,232 episodes of Good Mythical Morning. That's crazy. Unheard of on YouTube to be that consistent and to keep the quality how they keep it. I mean, it's crazy. In addition to producing Good Mythical Morning, they're also building out a media company called Mythical, where they have other shows, different properties, and they even purchased Smosh for $10 million. Smosh was a previous YouTube company that they actually bought and brought into their world. Yeah. And now they have a creator accelerator where they are investing in creators like Jarvis Johnson. So Rhett and Link are really paving the way for creators who want to build into media companies. So that was a lot of why Colin and I wanted to go and talk to them. You'll notice in this interview, we're really asking them questions that have to do with our careers, but we really wanted everyone to be able to pull from how Rhett and Link have built their company, because I think you can learn a lot about how you can create for a really long period of time. Now, I just want to say before we get into the interview on the YouTube version, we did a custom intro that I mm. think is one of the best intros or any of our videos, period. It's probably the best 60 seconds on our channel. So if Wow, you, bold. I think it's a bold statement, but... I'm going to say the best 60 seconds is when that person in South Carolina mistook me for Neve okay. from Catfish. Well, I'm going to stand strong and say that I think this is the best <laughs> 60 seconds. So if you are listening to the episode, I highly recommend you also go over and check out the YouTube video so you can see the intro. All right, let's get into it. Here's our interview with Rhett and Link. You know, before we go back, I'm curious if you can help contextualize where we are right now, like where we are doing this interview, how many people are in here. What happens here? What What is this place? This is Good Mythical Morning set. So you got the Good Mythical Morning desk and cameras all over there. And then this, the multi-purpose area is what they were referring to it as whenever we expanded our set to include. So if we need to like shoe a horse, sure, mm-hmm. that we do it here. If we yeah, need yeah. to <laughs> give someone a tattoo. We do it here. We do it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But beyond this, like beyond these walls. There's like a, a catheter. <laughs> sure. Like a, a coffee <laughs> enema. If you, if you, whatever you want, we're open to giving it to you right, right. here. Anything. Like anything. See, and we right. don't have a space for that. We don't. Right. Yeah. Right. We could, we'll get we there. Should, we could definitely give yeah. you a coffee enema and a horseshoe. <laughs> yeah. We won't air it. It's just part for okay. personal reasons. Right. Got it. So this is basically where everything mythical happens. So our merch team, our short form team, of course, the GMM writing team, the producers, the sports team, um, art department, uh, mythical kitchen and all of their producers and set. This is a 
this is a company. Yeah. Uh, and I know that's right. a, such a simple statement, but there's a lot of conversation right now around how, oh, you know, creators are the next media companies. And I think we look at it future facing a lot, mm -hmm. but this being in this space for me is like, this is the actualization of that statement. That to me is, is so interesting, especially looking back in time. When we look at your story around like moving to LA with commercial Kings, mm -hmm. how did some of these creative endeavors not working or quote unquote failing, how did that feel as a creative duo? And how did you guys build upon that to keep moving forward? especially with commercial Kings, because that was the reason that you moved out to LA. Yeah. And then it was canceled. Yeah. I think at this point, well, it wasn't canceled. It just wasn't reordered. Uh, got it. Okay. That's a, yeah. That's, you should. But I, I, yeah. They, they feel, it feels the same. Right. And I think that, yep. yep. I think that more stuff, def, more stuff hasn't worked than worked. You right. know, I, I think that, um, if the definition of working is like, you can still, you can still do it. You're still, you're still doing it. And it wasn't at some point either stop working or somebody said you can't do it anymore. So a long time ago, we just developed the mentality that, oh man, we, we always gain something by just beginning something. We, 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 it almost always isn't the result that you think it was going to be. It, it's never, it never succeeds exactly in the way that you think it's going to succeed, but we always take the lesson or it morphs into something else or it leads directly into the next thing. And that's happened so many times that we just begin things without a lot of reservation and without a lot of stress. It's uh, not that we're not stressed out, not that we're not <laughs> doing more than we probably should be, but we don't have a lot of apprehension about beginning new things. Cause it's like, right, if they don't like this, then we're going to learn something from it and try to make something that they do, they do like. When commercial Kings wasn't reordered, I mean, we only had what we could make and we had moved everybody out here. So we were like, you know, the producers of commercial Kings were friends of ours and they had like, they were renting office space and they let us continue to use the office space, even though we weren't overseeing edits of our show anymore. They were just, they were just like, you can keep working here until you figure out where you want to work. Um, Was there a thought of, okay, commercial Kings didn't work out. We're in LA. We should maybe go get creative jobs. Or did you guys have some, we, like foresight is like, it's going to be whatever we make, we're committed to whatever that. we make. Got but so, so we, we were very committed. We were trying really hard to do the traditional thing. Like we wrote a TV pilot, yeah. writing pilots and taking meetings, taking general meetings, taking pitch meetings yeah. and thinking that, okay, well we're here. Um, Even before commercial King, while commercial Kings was on, we were trying to capitalize on it. Yeah. Like yeah. being yeah. on the mm -hmm. air with, Hey, we're, we're full of ideas. We went yeah. into all types of meetings and pitched all types of stuff. We wrote a t television pilot, but at the same time, we were like, "All right, that's so speculative." I mean, we got to reengage with our audience. Before Commercial Kings, we did Good Morning Chia Lincoln, mm -hmm. which was us just sitting down, having the conversation that we would have driving into our studio in Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina. Sure, we were just quiet, and we would literally have the conversation at the card table and upload it as soon as our intern, our only employee, could mm -hmm. like edit it and get it up. But and we knew Commercial Kings was coming, so that was like a, just to stay in front of our audience while we were waiting for the show to come out so we would have an audience to promote our show to. It's like, the show was the big, yeah, mm -hmm. the big ticket for us. Uploading to YouTube was marketing for the show. Or at really, that, audience engagement. Point, yeah. yeah. Well, and I want to be clear, even, so after we find out the show doesn't get picked up and we say, well, hey, that Good Morning Chia Lincoln thing was working, let, let's do 
you know, Good Mythical Morning. So essentially mm-hmm. the same thing, but let's make it seem like it's not going to temper- be a temporary thing. It would be revisionist history to say that at that moment, we had a vision that that was going to become the main thing or that YouTube was going to become the main thing. We right. were still thinking, put food on the table, pay uh, rent in Los Angeles, which is was literally like eight times what my mortgage was in North Carolina instantly, right? And so, it, but it was still like, Got to get, got to make this happen in traditional TV. We've got to transition. We've got to get a, t- we've got to get a TV show on the air. We've got to establish ourselves because it just had no idea that there was a future in digital in the way that there has been. Right. But because those things kept not working out, and and the thing that we were doing that we owned and controlled and GMM and other other videos, that was what was getting the traction. We're just like, well, okay, you got to hire people to make this. You got to hire people to make that. And the next thing you know, we had a company. So it, I'm just so saying it would be revisionist history to say that from the beginning, we knew that this was going to grow into right. some mm-hmm. big self-sustaining company. And no I, idea. But I will say from the very beginning, we knew this was going to be something huge that would translate into uh, an, like a huge company. <laughs> well, if you, here's the thing about yeah. Link. If, you, if, if I'm not here, he will d- revise Got history. It. Okay. It, it's it. his thing is revising watch, history. Watch yeah. the first episode. Yeah. We said this is the start of something very special. Yeah, mm-hmm. that we were casting a vision. We were, we were, yeah, we were vision casting. Got it. What's the line between shared confidence at that time and shared fear? Like, what's driving <laughs> you moving forward? Uh, those uh, are the same thing. <laughs> Two sides of the yeah, same yeah. coin. I've always had a really uh, dumb level of confidence that mm-hmm. things will, that it's, we're going to figure it out. Even if this doesn't work, something's going to work. Who, I mean, I, I told my wife one time, you know, she was, she was still in college when I asked her to marry me, which was too early. Um, and so she had some second thoughts when she said, I just don't know about now. And I was like, if you're not going to marry me, who the hell else are you going to marry? That's what I said, right? right? Mm-hmm, right. And it's like that doesn't really line. make any sense. <laughs> yeah. But I think there's always been this like, hey, if we're not going to do this, the answer is anybody but you. <laughs> who the hell else is going to do this? Yeah. Right? Yeah. right? Yeah. It, it may not be logical or rational, but it's just this belief that if this is going to be done, we're going to be the ones to do it and just beginning to do it. Yeah. yeah. There's something that uh, when our show first started picking up, Samir would come into the office and say, if not us, then who? And if not now, then when? Yeah. Right. Hey, so there you yeah. go. That's it. I got so, it from Brett. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yours yeah. sounds better than mine. Right. Although he had, he struggled getting I it out. I was really <laughs> worried. That, yeah, it wasn't as smooth. Not, it's been yeah. a while since we've said yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. not us, then who? If not now, yeah. then, then when? when? That's great. Put yeah. it on a bumper sticker or a t shirt. Mm-hmm. Both. Sell them. Uh, I, but the answer is simple anyone but you. Right. Anytime. <laughs> yeah, but that's much. That's I mean, because if, yeah. if you don't do it, somebody else will do it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. the other way to look at it. Yeah, if not us, somebody else, and we'll be mad at them. Yeah, is that the difference with you guys that you just didn't stop? Like you just did do it. You kept uploading. We never. We yeah. We we never talked about like getting day jobs. I mean, we had a no. financial buffer, and yeah. we did have a ticking time bomb, so to speak, on going broke, but. Yeah, because, I mean, we had that office rent-free, and then we moved to, into, like, we set up your garage, yeah. converted garage as, like, our original set. GM set and, and, then, and office space. I mean, so that, I mean the, there the, was about a year of just, like, piecing things together. It's like, okay, we've got, got enough sponsorships to do some music videos. That's where we made the money because 
Good Mythical Morning, we had a sponsor on the first episode, but it was like small time. Stuff. $300. $300. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Who is it from? Aura Brush. We knew the guys. So, like, we talked them into doing it. We would have done it for probably $10 because we right. just wanted to say, we're this going is to have sponsors. This yeah. is where we're putting ads. <laughs> yeah. So, the door's open. We're open for business. That's something I've heard you guys talk about before and I think is really important for all creators is to, like, as you're building your content, be very hyper-conscious of how an advertiser fits into it, if that's going to be your business model. Yeah. And I've heard you guys talk about that before, that you had ads, ad slots or, like, you were very conscious of where the advertiser was going to go in the content. It was a different time, too. Yeah. You know, it's like now there's a sort of an accepted way of doing sponsorships and yep. integrations, mm -hmm. right? And there's an there's an ex expected way that you're going to do it. Um, and that's that's influenced the way that GMM incorporates sponsors today. But back in the early days, it was very much like having to convince every person involved, which oftentimes was just you and the brand directly in the early days, um, to understand, hey, this is how we're going to do it. And they're like, I, okay, I haven't really... I don't yeah. know. I haven't seen this mm -hmm. done exactly bef done before like this, but okay, we'll, we'll give you $300. It's not, this not much of a risk, you know? You guys have a, a music video. It's one of your most viewed music videos, the epic rap battle. Mm. Uh, nerds, First one? Oh, Nerd versus Geek. Nerd versus Geek. And okay. it's sponsored by Tiger Direct. Yes, it is. <laughs> is that, is that the, Tiger is Direct. that the greatest return on investment from an advertiser <laughs> on YouTube of all time? They it has almost 60 million views. They definitely got their money's worth. Yeah. I don't remember what that deal was for. Uh, yeah. By that time we had a team. There was a moment back when we were in North Carolina and we were still doing, this is, so this is pre doing a $300 sponsorship yeah. for an episode of GMM. Um, where, you know, we might get like, uh, $2,000 for a custom video or something like that. Right. And sometimes we would negotiate like a CPM deal on top of that. And we had a conversation. It was back in those days where you were connecting with other YouTubers and there was, there was only a handful. And we had a conversation with Corey, Mr. Safety. What was his last name? Williams. That's his name? Williams. Uh, and he was the guy that did the like the the cat music video like okay. in two thousand seven yeah. mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he was like, "Listen, we got to stick together. Um, don't accept less than ten thousand dollars for a for a sponsor video." And we were like, ten thousand? No, like tell that to my kids. <laughs> like, no, no one's gonna pay us ten thousand dollars to make a video. Like he's crazy. But then I think we threw that number out to somebody, and they were like, "Okay," and so. So thanks to Mr. Safety yeah. for helping us early on Interesting. understand, you know, what we were, the, the custom, these custom videos that you're making for people, they're worth something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're a lot of work. A lot of work. And that's the thing. Like, you know, we were even, you know, we needed to make money and we couldn't, we never looked at AdSense. We just didn't have the velocity, the volume of uh, content to count on AdSense. That was all gravy. So, so we, yeah. So we just saw it as kind of like gravy. Mm -hmm. Um, but we, so we had to negotiate all these one-off sponsorships for everything. And we, that's how we justified everything that we did. This is now worth working for because we're getting paid, oh, $300, $10,000, $30,000, whatever it is. Right. And, but we knew that we also had to put it out to our audience. So we weren't going to negotiate any deals that were for like your own video. Yeah. I do think it's interesting that like, what is the impetus for a creative idea? Is it? 
the sponsorship or is it you had the idea and then you so much of it, it was was driven by we got to get it it has to be both right like we have to find a way to make money and um please our audience you know feed our families yeah so it but was, we really, it was we, all about making it work but we right? use that it, we were we're very good at taking a you know uh, what I don't even remember what they're called anymore. When does a, when a brand sends you a yeah, uh, RFP? Brief, RFP? Yeah, yeah, RFP. Yeah. yeah, request for proposal, right? That's right. Yeah, and so we would get those. And again, back in those days, we were the first to see them, and we would look at it and be like, okay, all we need is a little. Uh, what's your campaign and what's your product? And then that was that gave us a great framework to then just start developing an idea. We were very good at reacting to that mm-hmm. and finding some way to make it work for the brand and and work for the audience. So in those early days, it was very much, it wasn't just, hey, let's just sit down and what is it that we want to do? It was like very business first in a lot of ways. It was like, yeah. how do you make, how, okay, we got to, we got to make money doing this. Mm-hmm. And but, so there's no shame in that game. We're going to, no. we're going to use that, those those uh, requests for proposals as a way to, as a way into these Sometimes it's ideas. just nice to have that constraint. It's, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. creatively, yeah. it's nice to have constraints sometimes. And when it works, then you start to build a business on that, right? Mm-hmm. And you can charge more. And yeah. then, then mm-hmm. we started getting the margin. Say, okay, it's taking too much time in between our videos. Yeah. And so Good Mythical Morning gave us the ability to just be ourselves and put out a video every single, well, five days out of the week, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that was like, yeah, it's a side project, but it keeps us in constant conversation with our audience. And then when the AdSense began to shift and, you know, getting people to stick around and for, for 10 to 15 minutes in a video really began to say, oh, okay, you look at the pie chart here and this AdSense money is really becoming a reliable income stream. Uh, why are we going to take, you know, how, I don't know how many days ended up going into the writing and recording of, you know, the conceptual, you know, concepting this thing, writing it, recording it, then making the the video. We were spending weeks on this thing. And then all of a sudden, and also there was a slight shift in the, in the integration market. We got to a place where we were having, everybody we knew was having difficulty getting these like just straight brand integration, music video or Mm -hmm. special video. So that shift of the AdSense increasing around GMM and the integration's drying up a little bit. The focus just completely shifted to GMM, and then GMM caught in a way that we could have never anticipated, like 2014, 2015. That was like when subscribers just started exploding. It passed the first channel, and we're like, oh, the side project is the main project, which is something we denied for a really long yeah, time. Yeah, And I think this is partially just our age and the fact when we got into YouTube, it, was, it wasn't about connection, a community. It was about content. It was like, we are making this piece of content and we want you to connect with the content. We want you to appreciate this thing that we've made. Meanwhile, we'll do this GMM thing because we, we need a daily connection with fans and we don't want to do like the daily, like family vlog thing. We don't want to bring that into our family. So let's just do a show. And then you start. And again, this was difficult for both of us. I think this reluctance to accept that oh, they're connecting more with you directly than they Mm. are with your content. Mm. The content becomes uh, a platforming of 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 personalities and a friendship. 
And it's like, as an artist, as a creative, you're, you don't want, it's like if you were a painter and I'm working on this incredible thing and you guys just want to ask me questions about it. And that's the thing that you're entertained by is just talking to me about my painting and well, not the painting itself or just well, hanging not, out not with I'm talking me. about the painting, talking to you about your shirt. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I really like your shirt. Where'd you get it? You know, let's talk about your family. Let's talk, let's tell me about your vacation, whatever it is. And that's not what you put your self-worth in at the time. Like you were more interested right. in who you were as artists, creators. We what we could make. Yes, mm -hmm. right. I mean, even the decision to make Good Mythical Morning basically unedited. Yeah. I think the first reason was because we, we felt like we were talented talkers. Yeah, but we didn't have time to edit something. And then, but also, yeah, we didn't want to justify the time it would take you, to If you it. open mm -hmm. the can of worms of like suddenly deciding what parts of this conversation you don't want the, to be there, oh, that's going to take too much time. So as a rule, GMM wasn't edited from the beginning. Interesting. And it, we weren't nearly as good at it. I mean, when I look back at myself, as I thought I was, but yeah, you, you know, are. people gave us the benefit of the doubt, and it created this, the 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 unedited ten minutes created this playground where we had to, you know, there was no hiding who we were after a while. Mm -hmm. You know, it was if we're going to keep doing this, it's going to become truer to us as we go. Right. I mean, e even ten years in, I think there's st we're still having that discussion. We know why this is working now, so it's like. Well, how are we going to use a teleprompter? How are we going to how are we going to use writers? Right. Uh, what are the things that matter that we need to hold on to? And what have we, you know, the most successful, uh, so many successful people on the internet, they just learn how to connect. They learn how to be them, their true selves. Mm. And it was some I didn't we didn't know that's what what we were setting up when mm -hmm. we said we want to be different than vloggers. We don't want to be called a vlogger, so we're not going to have any edits. We're going to sit behind a table shoulder to shoulder. We're going to have, we're going to make a show because it was still a, like, we still wanted to make something right. that mm -hmm. would be seen as a thing. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I understand that. So when GMM starts taking off, are you finding your personal validation in the connection with the audience? That's what you're sort of being okay with the fact that it's not the like music video type of thing. Not initially. I, for me, I'll, I'll speak for me. It was, a little bit of a resentment that it was working so well, to right. be honest mm -hmm. with you. I was like, dang, man, like we're still trying to do this. We're writing this other stuff. We're trying to do this scripted stuff. And like this, oh, you just want to see us eat something? Like that's the thing that you guys really, really, really want. And that's how you're connecting. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a very uh, slow process for me to accept the, the value that people have assigned to, to Good Mythical Morning. I've always seen it as like, oh, well, okay, here's here's one positive thing about it, of just being yourself on camera and having people connect with that, is, oh, well, all this other stuff that we're doing that we kind of want people to go and watch, we can tell we can tell these people about it, right? Got it. So yeah. GMM mm -hmm. becomes this platform for everything else we're doing to get uh, th those passionate fans kind of passionate about everything else we're doing. That was sort of the intermediate stage. And then I finally, it, at some point, got to a place where I'm like, oh, actually, this thing that we're doing, which is, if you think about it, getting to sit at a desk with your best friend and do a bunch of weird stuff that you otherwise probably wouldn't choose to do, um, 
like, oh, I can actually have a whole lot of fun just doing this and just enjoy the fact that this is bringing joy to people and also engage in it in a way that, oh, but it is content and it needs to be thought about strategically. And, you know, it isn't just the two of us having mm-hmm. a good time. There's right. this incredibly creative team that's coming up with all the stuff that we're going to do and react to um, that makes it a sustainable thing that can be around for 10 years. How quickly did it go from, okay, this thing is kind of catching steam to like, all right, this is, this is our show. This is our thing. And was there like a, a moment in time where you guys looked at each other and you were like, this is the thing? Or was it more gradual than that? It was so gradual. I mean, it was, even when it was taking off and like our YouTube rep was like, I want to bring you guys in and you can meet Susan and like we can, we, we, want, we want to bring you into a room and try to figure out what happened. Why, why <laughs> it's working. And then like we went into a room and it was like all of these Google, I mean, uh, Google employees, YouTube developers and uh, people in different departments. And it was like throwing charts up on the screen and (laughs) talking about like just showing our our trajectory. And he was like, just look at how amazing this is. And I was like, never looked at this before. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I know. You know, it's like, what's... I, I have an engineering degree, and then it was like, once I got into this, I was like, yes, I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> so for me, I, was, I remember at, that, at the presentation where YouTube was talking, YouTube was talking to themselves in our presence about how <laughs> about, big the show was. Yeah. I was like, well, I, guess, I guess it is pretty big. <laughs> I guess it is pretty big. Because it's, I mean, there's different ways to, you know, you go out, you go out in public, you start to get recognized, but that was still so gradual. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that I mean, we more get, and more it was because of of GMM. Yeah, right. Was, and and that moment at YouTube was pre them doing the mythical show. No, it was after. That was after. That was the after. Yeah, it was after. Because it because okay. it um, yeah, like you said, it was 2014, 2015 when it really GMM. Yeah, really there was like a, like two years. Well, really, just like a year of GMM before the mythical show, which we hired the team to to make, which was the you know the half hour weekly version of. GMM, more of a variety show. We did 12 of those, and then we just took that team and said, hey, team, let's focus our efforts on GMM. And that was when GMM kind of became. Yeah, that, that know, was like $100,000, I think I heard somewhere from yeah. YouTube yeah, for, for, for like 12 10, half hour. 12 half-hour episodes. Wow. And, we, yeah. and that was a, like a padded number. Like right. we sat down and like looked at like, well, what is this going to cost us, and we want to make some money off this. It's just like, I mean, I'm coming up, I'm coming up with like 85000 <laughs> Maybe we should just round it up to a hundred. So <laughs> that's amazing. so short sighted. Yeah, yeah. But that gave you the the finances to bring in a team and then yeah. develop that to justify to justify that type of investment. But like we would look at other YouTubers who would just like just skyrocket out of nowhere, mm. and that was I I would never describe our experience that way because it was like GMM was taking off, but like we were already you know we had been a part of the scene. I don't I just don't remember there ever being a moment where. Besides that one YouTube conversation, it wasn't like people or journalists were coming up to us. Or right. No one was asking us, like, what's the key to the success? Everybody's seeing this. Everybody loves this show now. It was like, mm-hmm. that was it, that was, that, right. still wasn't part of it. Did that uh, bother you at all, or you guys were just heads down making the show? We were pretty heads down, you know? It's like, because... Uh, you know, I've always had this mentality. It's like, all right, the bottom's going to drop out at some point. So just keep your head down and keep working. Like, I don't want if, if when that happens, I don't want it. I don't want to be able to look and say I should have done something differently. 
So that's mm-hmm. my like neurosis was mm-hmm. like, and part of why maybe I didn't realize that like, oh, this is amazing. We're set. It was, you know, there's never a, that was, that's just not the way that I think. How did you build around the team? Like when you take the mythical uh, show team and you, and you say, all right, now we're just, we're all, all sight set on GMM. Yeah. How did you organize the team in a way that you were able to produce at that capacity without missing and even organize, I guess, the schedule of content in a way where you're like, we're going to be able to put out something every day. Stevie did all that. Yeah. Okay. So we hired Stevie for the mythical show. And then rightly so she was like, well, you know, this is going to be so much better than good mythical morning from a production standpoint. And it definitely was. But then when we told her, we want you to still work here. Let's, this is, we got a good thing going. We want, we want to, we want to go back to good mythical morning. Like she, she had to wrap her mind around that a little bit. Like, is that something she wanted to do? I think. And, well, cause um, she got into this business for the same reason that we did. You know, right. she mm-hmm. wanted to make just very high quality, compelling content. And again, back and in 2012, what, two, guys, show was, two right. guys sitting at a desk, just talking about whatever they want to talk about. It doesn't feel like that. Mm-hmm. Right. We're all, yeah. we were all very content we were very much on the content side and didn't really appreciate or anticipate the connection side. Yeah. Right. Um, but, but we had the good, we had the good mythical show set. Yeah. And, we, and we to her credit, in, she, she, she kind of put her, once she committed and said, I'm right. going to actually take my logistical production skill set and I'm going to direct it at this show. There was a huge shift for us going from a place where we're constantly determining our schedule and every single thing that we're going to do in in the day to uh, she was like, well, if we're going to do these things that you want to do, then here's where you need to be at this time to make this thing in order to get it out at this time. And so that was kind of the beginning of the building of the mythical machine, which has just had parts added to it over the years and become more efficient and is, and is putting out much more than just Good Mythical Morning at this point. It, yeah, it was kind of, it was an easy transition in one sense because we were making 30 minutes, not 22, we were actually 30 minutes of content for those 12 episodes of The Mythical Show. Mm-hmm. And if you watch them, it, we threw everything we could do at it. There were local commercials, there were music videos, there was Man on the Street, there was celebrity interviews, there was like, Scripted playing sketches. games with people there were scripted sketch i mean every single thing and so we had the team that that mm-hmm. made all of that yeah and so like you know you got to have a schedule you got to have a production schedule sure. to do that it's not when's the next video it was a we were making a show so then having that experience with that team we ke- we kept them all and we just went back and said all right apply this to good mythical morning and everything else we're doing it was kind of like breaking up the mythical show into its web video components, which was, you know, because the internet wasn't ready for a 30-minute show. Right. Uh, you know, it was, it was too far ahead of its time. Ironically, now, between Good Mythical Morning and Good Mythical More, put out more content every day, and people want to watch all of it. Right. And it's like, it's not nearly as fancy. But, like, that was, so, that was an easy transition in one sense. It was a simplifying of the process and, like, putting Good Mythical Morning in this in this bucket, in this slot in our schedule that to this day, now it's just like, all right, we know when we're doing the good mythical morning stuff. And when we're not, we're not. Got it. Was that liberating for you guys to have Stevie like that? Like, oh, yeah. like what did that open up for you at that time? It, well, we were beginning to see 
Oh, okay. And we had done this somewhat uh, on our own of like trying to like program our time so that then we could do other things. And I think in those early days we were doing, uh, we would, sh- maybe we would do like three episodes in a day and two episodes in a day. I can't remember. We've been through all remember. kinds of different efficiency schedules that are all designed for the sake of the team and their schedules and also us and our schedules to be able to say, hey, if we, we do have these aspirations to do these other things within mythical first and then these other like traditional things, how do we do everything that we want to do without going nuts? So yeah, there was this like, the slight went on like, oh, we can do this show forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But as a performer, you we had to really step up right. because before when we sat down to do an episode of Good Mythical Morning, um, if, it, if we did the intro, if we started talking about something, and I would see Rhett would get this look in his eyes. Oh, you blame, like, blame it on me. Like, this, this isn't working. And it would be like, right. hey, this isn't working. Let's go see like, well, I don't, yeah. I don't feel like I can't do this. And we would get in it, and we was like, let's just go to lunch. And we would yeah. get up. We would tell Jason, our only employee, all right, we're just going to have to you know what? We'll film this one and the next one tomorrow. We don't feel like it. We don't feel like it. Right. Like we had to learn that that doesn't go <laughs> that doesn't anymore. Go anymore yeah. It doesn't go anymore. We're, you know, you got to be a you, you got to be professional. So doing stuff when you feel like it is something that went out of the window once you started having a team. And I yeah. think that's you know, pe- cre- there's a lot of talk about creators not wanting to like hire an editor or much less a producer, yeah. but. There's also that part of it that people don't talk about. It's like you got to be willing to, to, to work, not just when you feel like it, you yeah. know, because that's, it's just an excuse. Like I watched a J. Cole video on TikTok the course, other day, yeah. and he was talking about um, how you, you don't, don't just write when you feel like it. So like, people mm-hmm. are asking him, like, how, does, how has he done what he's done? It's like that was, that was his answer. I've heard you guys say you, you didn't, in 10 years, you haven't really missed an upload hmm. of GMM. That Is that right? You didn't fall into that YouTuber right. thing of tweeting out the video's not coming out today. Yeah, yeah. That has, and we, that's a classic. There's that's been some, classic there's been some technical, there's been some technical mishaps. Right. I think even a few weeks ago, we uploaded the wrong Good Mythical More episode or whatever, but that's just because there's, there's so, much, so much content. But- Yes, there's never been this like, oh man, we're not going to get this episode out. We've got to tell everybody that it's not happening because it was a show, right? I mean, it's a sh- I mean, it's, since when are you watching a show and uh, like it doesn't come on? The the, the, the showrunner tweets out, oh, "I'm not getting one out this week." Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, did I mean has South Park ever missed? Probably not. Probably not. And yeah. I, you know, they have a crazy mm-hmm. production schedule. Right. Pretty hand to mouth. Did that? How, how did you? Sorry. How did you become professional? Like, how do you make that leap to, you okay, have I don't... A, yeah, you, I mean, you green light episodes. You say, this is what we're going to do. And, and then you have people produce it, work on it. Like, okay, this is the outline. Here's some information. You're like, you start to get an experience with somebody else writing an outline for you according to what you said you wanted the episode to be about. But now, I think we would th- change it all, but then it was like, there was this commitment. Yes, we said we were going to do this. It is a good idea. Now somebody's worked on it and we're going to follow through with it. It's like you kind of, you set up a process and you right. trust it. And you set it up to where you can thrive as much as possible so that like in your schedule, you learn how to get, like for me, I learned how to be ready, be prepared. Mm. 
like a, an actor, you know, you got to know their lines. You got to right. know where to show up at what time. Not any different than that. But I don't but think I would prescri- a big shift. I wouldn't prescribe uh, our schedule to many people. Uh, that, that's, that's what I'll say, because I do think that there's something about that we happen to, we're different in a lot of ways. We're similar in a lot of ways. One of the ways that we're similar is that we both have a pretty high capacity for just continuing to work. Just get mm-hmm. it done. Like, yeah. we're just like, hey, I'm going to be here this time, and I'm going to work until this time, and I'm probably going to be thinking about it when I'm not doing it. And, you know, I've heard many, many stories, and nothing against your average creator, but I've just heard many, many stories where it's just like people who are working with them in a professional capacity, agent, manager, producer, whatever, like I, I come to their house and they don't feel like making videos that day, and so we don't we don't do it. Yeah, that that that, and, that and, doesn't work. And that may be healthy for that individual. Sure. Right. I'm not going to say, oh, you got to do the videos, you got to stay committed. Yeah. But I'm saying there's something in our makeup where we both can just keep going and keep making things and not have a detrimental right. impact on our health or mental health or whatever. Like. Which, you know, which, so it's, it's a certain disposition. I just don't think I would prescribe like, yeah, you need to make, mm-hmm. you need to make 20 episodes of GMM, 20 episodes of G- Good Mythical More. You need to do this podcast and you need to do that podcast as well. And you need to be working on this novel <laughs> and you need to be writing this movie and you need to be right. going to do this presentation for this pilot. And you probably should make <laughs> some TikToks because that's, <laughs> right. kind of a, yeah. that's kind of a big thing now. Right. It's so interesting. I think when people are watching this, I think they'll probably notice that these questions are very much like, for us, like we are asking you <laughs> yeah. guys these questions because this is this applies to where we are in our careers and a lot of the yeah. questions that we have. My wife wanted to watch the um, the video you guys did a couple of years ago about like what your days look like. Uh, I don't remember what publication it was. I Vanity think it was all, or something. Hmm. I think it was all faked. That was all faked. Yeah. Okay, that was but written, she, written she after she she after she watched it this morning, she said to me. When you go there, can you learn how to have a structured day like those guys? Because <laughs> I don't how, have how how long you been married? Uh, so I've been married for two years. We've been together for seven, okay. um, and we've known each other for fifteen. Okay, yeah. So it took you a long time to convince her. You're telling uh, me a long you're, time. Your yeah, day is time. not structured. <laughs> no, it's, you're, you're, come on. I I imagine you guys have a like. What time do you what time do you get in? You, same time every day. Yeah, we're typically all together in office. Oh, the crew laughs. laughs. Yeah, the crew yeah, laughs. Yeah, you know you've struck when a chord. When you're employees <laughs> are laughing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're off to a great start. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we're here to learn, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have a that's lot of questions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but we started, you know, when we were just trying to make it, We I already had two kids, you already had a kid. It was like, yeah. and so there's, there's this structure to having kids that like, right. so we, you know, we had families at home and there was this expectation. You well, know? you have children to create motivation. Procreation creates motivation. But there's right? an That's expectation right. to be home. There was a lot of, um, a lot of arguments like uh, that whole, I'm, I'm coming home for dinner. And then yeah. it's like, no, I'm actually not coming home right. for dinner. Yeah, That's a classic. Yeah. And yes. Classic. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a classic. It's like, there was a lot of, <laughs> conflict around that right. like slowly you get to a point where it's like all right every i am going to be home when i say i'm going to be home because the home life is just as important as what i'm doing at work and it, it, when you more have, importantly when you have, <laughs> more important, when you have an excuse 
when you have excuses every day, it's like I just couldn't win the argument anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. my excuse, it's like all the excuses were just like blah blah blah. The thing that's tough is I've watched him do that bit too on the phone of yeah. like actually I'm not coming at this time, and he's watched me do it. And yeah. when you see someone else, when you see your partner doing the bit, you become yeah. a lot more aware of like yeah. We can't do that. Yeah, I don't think know? I fully understood it watching you. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Did, I couldn't empathize yeah. completely until I'm in right. that scenario, uh, huh? right? right? Feeling right. like You're that. You're in it now, huh? Yeah, feeling like yeah. that pit in your stomach of, yeah. I said I'd be home, and it's, I don't know when this is going to end. You know, like, the, I think we the can thing just keep that, going. The thing that was exponentially, right. the thing that was really challenging when it was happening with me when I first started kind of getting into this serious relationship is the, the stuff we were making also wasn't working. So like yeah. we were, I was spending late nights making stuff that wasn't yeah. like, well, nothing yeah. was happening. And so, was she saying that? Yeah, I mean, she was just like, she's probably hearing it from yeah, me. Yeah, she's like, hearing it from me because I'm also frustrated, you know? What's worse is I'm, I'm staying late working on something that's not going to amount to yeah. shit. <laughs> so get off my back. Yeah. But that's not as bad as a scenario where the relationship is also not working. Right, that's true. If what you're working on yeah. is not working and the relationship is not working, then you just, you can hang both of them up. Because your first divorce was. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, but which is what we can In the future, yeah. I guess, because it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Yeah, we're not divorced. Uh, but then it was like, okay, every Thursday, though, we're going to work late. And, and about, often we're going to spend the night. Often we would just spend the night and just work as late until we fell asleep. And then we would, we would have, like, blow-up mattresses in our studio. And then we would, like, wake up the next morning. And we just, don't do that anymore. Working. We have, we have not all, done that at this studio it was a, no, Yet. we've never done that. There's no mattresses. There's no blow <laughs> yeah, mattresses. Yeah, there's no mattresses. It was here. a 15, 20 minute drive home. And it's like, well, that's 40 minutes. And then when I get home, I'm not working anymore. You and know? we wanted yeah, to wake yeah, up yeah. early and just keep working. Like, not even going. speak to each other and just start working again. Right, right. So, so you need one night that's like an air sleep mattress. Sleep overnight. Mm. You're beyond that now. You've got too many people. No, I think, yeah, yeah. I don't, I we'll don't think. we do it together. I absolutely don't think we're beyond that. I, I feel right now that we've just entered, like we're, we're starting to enter into the phase where we've found our thing. We're getting close, you yeah. know? And I think that's, um, I, I've, in, in looking at your guys' story, I think that's, we've pulled a lot of inspiration from the, the time before we feel like you guys found your thing. Um, I'm so curious about how you do the other things. Like what, what, what systems are in place that kind of allow you to not only do good mythical morning, but write a book and, and go on tour. And like, how do you, how do you do the other stuff? I mean, so when the schedule calls for travel or commitment to a creative project that is going to take time, you know, GMM can be block shot. Basically, you know, you get, you've got the team together, you've got everybody there to, to shoot, you know, we try not to do more than four episodes in a day, but we have done five. I think one time we did eight on some r- real crazy crunch time situation. <laughs> um, so there's that. And then there's also, you know, when it comes to what, you know, what we call short form. So all these like TikTok trends and, sure. you know, sketches and stuff like, like that. Like walking in naked. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's the one. That's, right. that's the one you bring up. That's the only one I've watched over okay. and over. Yeah, uh, <laughs> over and over. Yeah, yeah. You don't see more the more you watch yeah. it. <laughs> after after about ten watches, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we essentially we have what we call short form day. It's one day a month. Mm. Let's do it all. There, you know, let's get let, let's get the, let's get the team together. Let's go around the studio and let's just have fun making sketches all day long. 
And this is the day that you do that. Yeah. So we, every single thing that we do is approached in that way where we everybody everybody who's focusing on this thing is together, let's all do it. Let's yeah. all do nothing but this right now. Um, make it as good as we possibly can and then say, oh, we won't do it again for another month. So it's basically finding all the efficiencies you can in your in your schedule. And it in I don't know, somehow we've, I don't think that would necessarily be fulfilling for, again, it kind of go back to this, like, if you're just a pure artist and you like wait for the inspiration and you follow the creative flow mm-hmm. and that's how, how you operate, well, that's a beautiful thing and probably the majority of artists and they're going to kind of like, kind of maybe work on their own. Maybe they have an assistant or something like that, but we just, our aspirations were to just build something together and have yep. this team and see what we can do. And it's kind of like playing a game and figuring out a puzzle for us. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, we take a little um, pleasure in finding those efficiencies and being like, yeah, we can shoot 12, let's shoot 12 sketches today. So beyond good mythical morning uh, and how you guys are operating, like how does the company actually work? What is the, the pie chart of how money is made in this creative company? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, going back, uh, this isn't even really something that we really started focusing super closely on to like 2015, 2016, right? But definitely when we started really taking a look at it, we were the biggest piece of the pie and also the majority of the pie was YouTube revenue. And so we were like, okay, well, it's kind of inevitable that this is the biggest piece of the pie, given that our flagship properties are YouTube first, and that's where the best monetization is. When you say YouTube revenue, you mean AdSense? I mean AdSense. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, but we were like, we want to actively work to make the pie bigger, mm-hmm. but to make this piece of the pie smaller in relation to the rest of the pie. And so over the course of like, what, you know, six years or so, we have gotten to a place where while the YouTube AdSense revenue piece is the largest piece of the pie, it is not... Uh, the, it is not the majority. Not even really close to the majority at this point. You know, our e-commerce business has just grown very significantly mm. and our just straight up integration business. So on top of AdSense, but just straight brand integrations has grown significantly. So those are really the, um, and also our community, what we call the community piece of the, mm-hmm. of the pie with a mythical society, right? Uh, those are our biggest sort of that, the, the content you know, commerce and community, those are the biggest pieces of the pie. And then there's other things that are, you know, more speculative, like the stuff we, we do in traditional or, okay, books and that kind of thing, which mm-hmm. not, it's not constant. It's like, oh, you might get a book deal and then yep. a few years pass, you might get another one, that kind of thing, tend to be the smaller pieces of the pie. And live shows go into that as well. Yeah. 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 When does it go from things like that, like shooting shows to all of a sudden we have mythical, which is such a bigger thing. Is that like a deliberate decision to not just make shows and content, but have an overarching media company? And, and was and was there, I'm, I'm so curious about this of like, if there was a moment where you guys were like, well, we could be Rhett and Link and have Good Mythical Morning and build that. And that's a fantastic career. But then this moment of like, but let's actually, let's build a bigger company than that. Honestly, I think it started from a very practical place of just like, what's our retirement plan? I I, I, I think mm-hmm. it was just like we're not gonna we're not gonna do this forever. We're we're not gonna right. we're not gonna appeal to this audience forever. When are they gonna get tired of us? 
I don't want to go back to be an engineer. I don't want to have to go work for somebody. Like you just, and so it's like, okay, what can we do? Like, we've got this platform. We like making content. We know what makes good content. We know how to recognize somebody who will work well with this kind of audience. So let's just see what else we can get people interested in. Um, I, for me, that's, that was the, that was the thinking. And then once it starts working, like once you do something like, oh, you know, you watch somebody like mythical chef Josh go from the guy who just makes really interesting food to the guy who can make really interesting food, but can also be very interesting as he's doing it and telling you about it. Right. Like we love that process of seeing somebody kind of come into their own and now Mythical Kitchen, like th- that team over there is, they're playing the game that we used to play of like, oh, here's an idea. Let's try it. Let's see how yeah. they re- respond to it. You know, we might go show up on an episode of something over there from time to time. And we obviously are kind of keeping up with what they're doing on a high level and how the team is expanding and all this stuff. But when it comes to that, the the game, playing that creative feedback game that you have to play to be a creator they're doing that in a self-sustaining way. And it's just a fun process to be a part mm. of. We want to, you know, we want to replicate that. Can you expand upon playing the, that feedback game? I think that's a, it's, it's an important thing to discuss. We actually both, um, we just took a break and we both read uh, Creativity Inc. Yeah. Have you guys yeah, read great that? Book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great book. And it, there, there's a lot of that <clears throat> discussion around, you know, exploring the neighborhood, quote unquote, mm. and discussion around failure of like, I got this idea. I just got to go down the path and see, and I'll be okay with failure because every, whatever I do, it'll yield new information for me. Exactly. You know, and like that was, I've never, I haven't read a book that reminded me so much of what our day-to-day life feels like, you know, of trying something and it not working. And then you know, the past 10 years, we've tried so many things, but those have all informed what we do today. Right. Um, and I'm just curious about if you could expand on that, that feedback game that creators have to play. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, the, when we talk about the, when something works, it's like we had to learn to say, to say, okay, we're looking for things to work. We are saying this is a test and then we're going to take action based on it. It's like, you start to develop that feed. Yeah. You start to play into the feedback mechanism. You know, I think that when we, when we first said, is Cinco de Mayo in 2015, whenever we did Will It Taco, let's just throw stuff in a taco for an sure. episode. It was just an episode idea. And then, we, you know, it actually took us a little while to realize uh, we should do that again, but not with tacos. We should do Will It as a sub-series. Yeah. And so, but we had that signal. Then you get to a point where it's, um, you know, okay, we... Our risk is low. We have five videos every day. We can learn something from every single video. Every one can be another Will It Taco. So now we're like looking for it and we're yeah. trying to like, trying to remember what led to Will It Taco. So then you can build a, um, systems for a team to then come up with more of those things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, every, every video that goes up, there's people that watch the performance of the video and then change the thumbnail. It's like you right. you start to say, what else What else can we change? Yeah. Can we change the title? Can we change the thumbnail? Can every little thing make it perform better? Everything's an experiment. And then... Well, you have to, if, as a, every creator, if you want to be a successful creator, you have to embrace the fact that your audience is not only the final audience, but they're also your focus group. Traditional media, you've got the focus group, and then you've got the intended audience. That 
distinction goes away. They are, your fans mm. are your focus group. And if you don't listen to them, you're, you're not going to be a successful creator long-term. And you also, we were just talking about this earlier today. There's two aspects to your, your content. There's the product and there's the performance. And a lot of really, you know, creatively purist people can never accept that the performance of the content. And so therefore like the marketing, the title and the thumbnail are important and potentially yeah. just as important or more important <clears throat> right. than the mm-hmm. content itself. Now we've always said the content is king and we want to have a great product and we're never going to let that suffer. But getting people to watch that is such an important part of it. If you don't brace the, the, the quality of the product and then the performance itself of that product, it, it just can't happen. It's, you're going to lose too much steam. So on the first half, it's like you find, you find a signal that something is working. Can, can we do this better next time? You know, can we, can we double down on this? Can we triple down on this? Is this a format that we can do every month? Mm. You know, and then you get to a point where once you do that, uh, it, it's actually harder to find the signal for when you should stop doing something, when you need to move on. Interesting. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's, that's the real challenge is it's easy like, oh, this, this, I, well, this video works. That's easy. Let's do it again. Mm-hmm. I believe in this video. It didn't work, but if we tweak these things, it'll happen again or it'll find its audience. So this format can work. But then after, like, how much longer are we going to do Will It episodes of Good Mother Good Morning? We do one a month, like, for eight years now. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, how much longer are we going to do that? How much food are we going to continue to do on Good Mythical Morning? Like, are we, like, what is the signal of, ambivalence you know yeah Mm. that's a real challenge for us at this point Mm -hmm. like don't don't hold on to your old you know signals too Mm. long well and and you know this is something that every long-term creator you know struggles with as well is the expect the audience expectations kind of keep you in a certain place and experimentation outside of those expectations is not rewarded with clicks and so you're actually more incentivized in the short term to return to formats and milk things that really, really worked. With and he means previous. literally milk things. Milk things. things. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and the thing that we are, because it's going into the, you know, the 10th year, or I guess the going into the 11th year of the That's show. Right. Yeah. Uh, the thing that we've really it's, been focusing it's, on. Uh, it's, we're halfway through the 11th yeah, year. Yeah, we at are. This point. Uh, is yeah. having to basically say, hey, we're going to take this risk. We're going to do this thing. And it's funny, the feedback that you get from the clicks, the views, and then the long-term, long-term viewer. So right here in this very spot, we recently uh, attempted to sh- put a shoe on a horse. I mean, an actual oh, so you horseshoe. Were being de- you were being serious. Oh, yeah, very yeah, serious. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do not recommend doing that. Okay. I do yeah. not recommend yeah. doing it either. Uh, I haven't done it. Right. Mm-hmm. I bailed. Won't do it. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. that's an ep- idea of an episode where, you know, okay, the the long-term fans are like, I love it when you guys do these things that are kind of outside the box and it really makes me, you know, they get very vocal about that. Mm. But we get a report from, you know, our guy whose job is it to give us the report that said, well, this uh, Will We Die Shoeing a Horse video <laughs> um, is the is number 10 of your last 10 videos. Oof, yeah. So, so what does yeah. that mean? Does that, right. that means we should never shoe a horse again? 
Well, there's, what about the other three legs? Mm-hmm. No, what, but what, I mean, what does this really mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the yeah. fifth leg. Do, Don't put yeah. a shoe yeah. on right. that. Because mm-hmm. also it's like your first Tail time ex- yeah. experimenting. Could probably put a shoe on it. On that, that format. Yeah. That, that's the thing that I think is terrifying as creators, especially as like for us, with, as you start to have newly found momentum, you get a 10 out of 10. You're like, well, let's never do that again. Even if it was like, okay, we just need to build on it. The audience, right. like it's something new. Uh, but it's terrifying to experiment when you're up against YouTube. So I imagine you got pitched the idea about the shoe on the horse. Right? Uh, I think that was, was that, our, that was our idea. I think, actually. yeah, because for Good Mythical Summer, we specifically were saying, let's do some more experimental, more experiential stuff. And I was like, we love watching those, uh, those, you know, those videos on TikTok where they're changing some, they're just like cleaning <laughs> yeah, out a yeah, horse yeah. loaf. Th- those then, are good videos. Like, yeah. yeah. How do we make that into Looks a GMM easy to do, yeah, yeah. It Kind of. Yeah. Um, so quick and easy. Yeah. Right. That's satisfying. Yeah. It's yeah. over. And so that, that is something that we're really talking about with the team is, you know, how do you maintain, because it's not, it's hard to stay encouraged when you do something that everybody here, everybody at Mythical, and then all the like yeah. hardcore long-term fans are very excited about it, but then it gets 60, 50, 60% of what you would get if you just sat there and ate something funny at the right. table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, but our theory is that you've got to invest in those long-term fans yeah. or else you're just going to have a really, really slow decline. You, and, you know. Yeah. Do you shoe a horse mm-hmm. or do you beat a dead horse? Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I like wow. that analogy. That's it, guys. Right. Yeah. Wow. You shoe the I, horse. I think what's cool is to look back in time and look at this feedback game you guys are playing on YouTube and understanding like Rhett's most embarrassing moment followed by the next day uploading yeah. Link's most embarrassing <laughs> moment, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And like you look at that and I think quantity of uploads really supports that feedback game, right? Like you don't, you're not waiting a week to try it again. Yeah. You yeah. guys did it the next day. Well, my favorite thing to do is to look at, is to find Somebody on TikTok that I like, they're doing a character, they're doing this thing, and then be like, okay, this works. Let me go back and look at the last six months of their channel. Yeah. Be like, oh, he tried this character, but he didn't have the accent down. And then he tried this character. Mm. And yep. then and then eventually they got to a place where they were doing the same thing every single time. And there's something beautiful in seeing the result of that game having been won. But then there's, especially on the short form scale of TikTok, I'm just like, oh man, what's he going to do next? Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. he's like, he's yeah. going to do this I, character forever? I thought about that with the drone dancing guy. Remember that guy? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was. I was like, oh wow, how mm-hmm. long does this, yeah. the dancing go, you know? Yeah. yeah. And you just said, remember that guy, which, <laughs> <laughs> which, which, which maybe that guy's not going to like, because he might still be doing it. But I, I mean, that, that was like everywhere on TikTok. Yeah. And so one advantage that, you know, GMM has uh, is that, well, it's still at its core is a variety show where we're not doing the same thing every single day. There may It may seem like, oh, this feels like a remix of this idea or whatever, but it really is a, a playground for ideas and it's not a character doing a bit for half a minute and that's it and you got to do the same thing every time. But I remember, you know, you talk about the most embarrassing episodes back yeah. to back. Like, that reminded me there was a certain point when we had the conversation, we're going to run out of stories. Like mm. what is, what is good mythical morning going to be? Yep. And right. so we start, that's when you started to work in more formats. Yeah. You know, let's play games with each other. You'll know all the answers I want. Oh, we can switch it back and forth. You know what? Oh, let's, um, let's see if we can taste if something's from Walmart or target, you know, just, mm. just an idea. Yeah. I mean, 
good God, look at us now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look at all the stuff we eat. But again, it's like, okay. And then you, we, it's, it's still the same challenge. Like, right. Where, where are we going with all this? You know, we got to, st- you know, this belief that the bottom is going to fall out. I'm pr- I don't, I feel pretty good about that not happening at this point, but I'm still very much engaged in what, where are we going to take this show? Because it will, you know, if you just keep following the same signals, then they'll, you know, it'll, it's a downward spiral. If you keep doing the same thing, yeah. yeah. What's that what's that saying? And it does seem though like like the basis of the show, fortunately, is just getting to hang out with you two. Hopefully. We- it is. Yeah. Like whether you're yeah. eating food, which right. is like what's happening right now, yeah. or occasionally shooting a horse. Yeah. You go back years and years, the one constant is that we're getting to hang out with you. Yeah. Right. And you do have to play a little bit of that game, obviously, but you've built such a loyal group yeah. of people over the years that are excited for whatever you're doing. Yeah, they're going to come back. It's it's really those, it's the margin between those who are going to watch every day and those who are just going to click on the stuff that entices right. them. Mm-hmm. And apparently, as we have proven, that putting food in the thumbnail makes, I guess everyone's just hungry. I, I kind of relate to that. People are hungry most of the time. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's universal. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like we all can understand what it yep. feels like to eat food. Mm. And when we see <laughs> mm-hmm. you eat, disgusting food or weird food, it's like, I can also kind of have that sensation a little bit in my mind. So yeah, it's it's, relatable. It's relatable. It's enjoyable. I can like place myself a bit there. I'm curious, uh, at this point, how important is external validation for you two personally of like showing up on Fallon or I was watching hot ones and Sean Evans brought up how post Malone, when he was on the show said he was like a huge fan watching for four years. Huh. Yeah, he is. Like, which is, that's, <laughs> yeah. that like, was cool. Yeah. yeah, like, where do you guys rank those types of experiences now in your career, next to maybe when an episode does really well? Like, how important are those moments? Yeah, I mean, it it's it it really depends. Like, I mean, some of the biggest career moments for us are because we we are of an age that's like, all right, the fact that the first song that we ever wrote in middle school, we performed on the tonight show with the roots backing right. us up. Yeah. That I mean that's yeah. that's a career highlight. The fact that yeah that Post Malone is a fan and then he turns out to be such a sweetheart is is a uh, a doubly great, you yeah. know. I think it's all based on this is a this is a theory and I've mm-hmm. seen it proven true time and time again. Whatever was most thrilling and valuable to you when you were 10 years old. Those are the validation experiences that will be the most meaningful to you for the rest of your life. Getting a lot of views on a YouTube video, that didn't Mm -hmm. exist when I was 10 years old. Mm -hmm. Right. The Tonight Show existed. Rock stars existed. Yeah. And so it's in your DNA in some way to really value what would have been the coolest thing that you could have experienced as a kid. And then when you get to experience those things as, as an adult, it's always going to seem more meaningful. That's why everyone back home gets excited when we get a show on Food Network. Yeah. Because they're in the same boat. Like TV, when I was a kid, the best thing you could be on was TV. Red and Link are on TV now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know their daily show gets more views than that Food Network show, but, uh, you it's know. TV. <laughs> it's TV. It's TV, man. Yeah. On TV. Yeah. So TV I, or TV? <laughs> yeah. So, I, so yeah, going on Fallon, as many times as we've done it, it's, and it doesn't it doesn't translate into 
views. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah sure. Every once in a while, somebody's like, I, 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 I actually discovered you guys yeah. on Fallon. But we don't see like an increase in subscribers or anything. Right. It's just this, it's this validating experience mm-hmm. to be able to do something that you would have thought was really cool when you were 10 years old. <laughs> when you guys look ahead, how long do you feel like you can do the show? Uh, and do you want to do the show? And, and where does the show go? Like, how does it keep you guys going? You know, our desire for a good mythical morning uh, is we really feel like, I mean, speaking of, speaking of the tonight show and, and what it was like to be to, the way we perceived that as a kid is you perceive the tonight show to be this institution that kind of, you know, Oh, my dad watched this and mm. now I watch it and my kids will probably watch it. It was this entertainment institution. I think we've begun to, to see the potential for good mythical morning to, um, to feel like that, you know, culturally. So, um, I think what that means for us is that, I mean, as long as people are still interested in watching it, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm too much of a performer to say that I'm going to just do it. I'm going to run it into the ground. Even when people have lost interest, except a couple hundred people are just like, we still want more. (laughs) But as long as people are still engaged and still enjoying it and it's, and, and we're still engaged and we're still enjoying it, which our mission is always to find ways for us to keep enjoying it and mix it up, which we've gotten pretty good at. Um, I don't think I can put a number on it, how long we'll do it. Yeah, I, I think right now we're very engaged in terms of like what what's next for Good Mythical Morning and what how do we how do we lead our team through that? And that, I'm just mean a creative iteration where we're where we're you know, what are the new things we can be excited about? You know, I, I think right now we're excited about that development like good mythical morning is at a juncture where okay how how are we going to evolve the show beyond what it is right now you know instead of chasing that that feedback loop which i you know i'll say the specifically the food feedback loops like how do we how do we break the show out of that because i don't you know we're just not comfortable being defined in that way yeah by people who, you know, if if you know, you know, but we want, we'd still like more people to know that that's not what the show actually is. Especially, and it, like, if you if you if you watch Good Mythical More, I mean, and you're a dedicated fan of that, you know, if you know, you know, yeah, that's what we've started to say. And it's like, I think there's, it's exciting that there's so much potential there. Like the heart of Good Mythical Morning is 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 still beating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like like Huey Lewis said, <laughs> and um, so I think we're excited about what we're gonna, where it's gonna go. Yeah. So to me, that's really all that matters. It matters the most, you know. Yeah. And then that people are watching, and those things are hand in hand. And then that we don't go broke doing it for some reason. Right. Like we have to start paying YouTube to do it. Right. That would, <laughs> right. That would, that would that'd probably be, be an uh, issue. Problem. That, that would be an issue for everyone. Yeah. Do you yeah. think there's a point where maybe, you know, same as the Tonight Show is an institution and new hosts come through, that new hosts would maybe take over? I think that our mentality on that, I can say we are not actively seeking that at this point, but 
if it comes down to the show not existing, looking at these guys, <laughs> yeah, I saw, yeah. Link looked at me with a totally different eyes right yeah, there, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. "Am I? How do I do this audition yeah, right now?" If we have to choose <laughs> between, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if we have to choose between the show stopping or continuing with other hosts who can do a, a great job, hopefully better than us, then that's we'll definitely continue the show. Yeah. How, but how would that happen? Yeah, impossible. Is it? You think it's impossible? I think there's no world where it's the same, you know, maybe. Nope. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but like John Stewart left The Daily Show and like. It's not the same. It's not the same, but yeah. there's another version of it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you know, it's interesting because right. it, 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 I think when that happens, uh, it'll, it'll be an experiment that I guess it, I know that Ray William Johnson tried to do that for a while. Or was mm-hmm. he just doing guest hosts? Guest hosts. Guest hosts, yeah. Mm-hmm. Guest hosts, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's back now. Yeah, he's back now with yeah. a different show, right? Yeah. Good for him, by yeah. the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, it'll be it'll be an experiment because yeah, it's been done time and time again with traditional television properties, right? And yeah, it's just like people are like, I don't like this new person, and then all of a sudden, there's a lot of people like, oh, I, I didn't watch John Stewart. I only watched Trevor Noah. Yeah. So again, no, no, sh- even short term plans for that. Like even long term, there's no plans yeah. at all for that right now. Yeah. But that is the way that we see us. Us stopping the show is giving it to somebody else one day. Yeah. Not us just stopping the show and just walking off into the sunset. That could also, we could change our minds. Well, if there, or if there isn't somebody, if there's not somebody who wants to do it, who, who, you who know, we, yeah. who we want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've heard some people say it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear that. So um, I'm going to tell you a story about not a great feeling when it comes to traditional media. I grew up in LA, so I've always had Hollywood aspirations, okay. right? Big time Hollywood aspirations. So, and, and I always thought, you know, I worked as an editor um, at Red Studios when I was younger. I worked on a film called Ides of March and I would dress up as cool as I thought I could dress. And I would walk very slowly from the, the open, like the door of the studio, the gate of the studio to the editing room. Because oh. I always thought someone would be like, there he is. And I was like, let me walk as slowly as possible. And then you'd get in this room and the editing room is pitch black and no one could see you. <laughs> um, so fast forward, you know, 10 years later. See that slow walking man? <laughs> we need him. He's the one. <laughs> 10 years later, I get a DM on Instagram. This guy says, hey, I'm a director and I'm casting for a Lexus commercial. You have a great look. What do you think about, you know, auditioning with a self-tape? And I was like, it happened. Here it is. The Instagram was my slow walk digitally. Yes. And so uh, he's like, here's the email, here's the instructions. And, and the self-tape was like a vlog. It was introduce yourself, tell us about yourself. That's it. I was like, great, I can do this. So I picked up a camera, I vlogged, did the self-tape, got an audition. Now, there was no context for this audition. I don't know if I missed something, what have you. But the next you know, audition was via Zoom. This is during the pandemic, via Zoom. And I just sit down in the middle of our thousand square foot studio with everyone. Everyone you're seeing here is sitting at their desks <laughs> and I flip open the Zoom and there's, there's someone just like eating chips and she's just like, name. And I was like, uh, my, my name's Samir Chaudhry. And she was like, height, weight, like all these like kind of qualifiers. And then she goes, all right, do you have your sides? And I was like, no, what? what? What's a side? And she was like, uh, well, <laughs> the script, she was like, you're going to be doing the scene uh, with your wife in the car. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know the scene. And she was like, you don't have the scene? I was like, I don't think. She was like, you'll be fine. 
That Zoom closes. <laughs> You'll be fine. Another Zoom opens with about 15 people in it. And <laughs> just their names. Everyone's camera's off yeah. except for mine. Oh, wow. And now they go, all right, Samir, um, we're just going to have you do the scene in front of the restaurant with your wife. And I was like. The I, restaurant? Yeah. I, don't, I was like, I don't, I don't have any of this. And they were like, can you just, can you just stand up and, and back up so we can see your full body while you do the scene? And I had to tell them, I was like, I don't, I don't know the scene. And they were like, oh, okay. So you're, you know, okay, here, here's the scene. You're in the car with your wife. You park at a valet. You're about to get out of the car. As okay. you reach for the door handle to get out of a car, a bike whizzes by. You get scared, but the car notified you and you're thankful for the car. <laughs> now I'm in the middle of my office with everyone looking, being like, what? They don't even, they <laughs> think I'm just in a Zoom meeting. Act yeah. like you're getting hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I get up. Earbuds in? I get up and I try and do it. I'm like, I haven't felt these types of nerves maybe ever. And I try <laughs> my best to do it. And they have no idea that I've begun. Like I've done it. <laughs> I'm done. I have been scared. I go, <laughs> <laughs> and they go, <clears throat> yeah, whenever you're ready. And I was like, oh my God, I've already done it once. A little subtle? Yeah. Right. You're a subtle actor. So, so now I'm like so nervous about this and, and everyone's head, amazing. everyone heads are turning and looking at me being like, what, what is he doing? Now oh I have an God. audience in the office too. And I do it one more time, arguably more subtle than the first time, you know, just to, and they just, I it was silent and they were like, all right, th thank you very much. Thank you. And I, Never heard from him. That's the end, <laughs> end of my Hollywood ambitions. Oh, wow. Great. Man. Yeah. Great. We all need, you know, get, everybody's got to know Yeah. We all got experience. Yeah. Maybe yeah. there were lines. There could have been lines. You didn't yeah. say anything. No, I didn't say anything. That was the, what I did was. And that's the problem. We don't yeah. even know how bad it really was. We don't was. know how right, bad right, it right. was. We're, we're just speculating. We're going yeah. to see this ad one day. One day. Hopefully. Yeah. One day I'll see it. And There'll be an Indian man. Yeah, with his wife. Slow walking Indian man. Living the life you yeah. could have had. I did immediately sign up for improv class because I was like, <laughs> I, I got, if if any situation happens again where someone says he's the guy and I get an audition, I have to be able yeah, yeah. to at least know how to pretend to be a little scared when I open the door. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Man. Can't wait to see that. It's painful. That feels like a good place to end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it for our conversation with Rhett and Link. Hope you enjoyed it. And now you know, Samir has Hollywood aspirations. And that was an audio exclusive because Colin wouldn't let us put that in the video. <laughs> There's yeah. no way that was making the video. Yeah. yeah. So you guys all got graced with that story about me that, um, I don't know, maybe I'll post it on my Instagram. And if I do, comment, Colin was wrong. Look, I wasn't the only one, man. Yeah, Multiple I was gable. I, I was said I, that we yeah, should yeah, cut there, that segment because it was too long. It was, it was, and, uh, and someone said, tough. quote unquote, it looks like you've run out of steam. <gasps> so that wasn't even my, that's not even my words. That's incredible. Okay. Well, thanks so much to Rhett and Link and everyone at Mythical for having us. Again, we have a studio tour that's going to go live on our YouTube channel soon. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel to check that out. And we're going to be doing another episode of Creator Support this week on Thursday. So if you have questions for us, Head over to our Reddit, drop a question, and we'll answer it here on the pod. All right, thanks for listening, and we'll see you later this week. Right.